Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. Meanwhile, the federal grand jury investigating January 6th is turning its attention to former President Trump's Save America Political Action Committee. The Justice Department is trying to find out if the Trump campaign broke the law by raising money by falsely claiming the election was stolen. Trump and his allies collected $250 million from the claims. The DOJ is alleging the money was not spent on election-related litigation, as promised, and that funds were misused. Holy shit. Campaign Fraudsters Part 2. Let's go. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Cena Gazzavi at Cena Now on all social media. Justin Williams is here with us as well at Justin underscore Williams underscore comedy at Fraudsters LPN. Please check out our social media. Send us an email at fraudsterslpn at gmail.com. If you go to the link in our bio, you can join our Discord. You'll get access to us and hear about stuff before it happens and also participate in the Fraud Wire where people send in stories that are fraud-esque and we love to chit-chat about them. Justin, we got more Trump to do, man. Ugh. Well, let's just do it. This is what I was saying. You mentioned uh, who's going to Chicago, right? Who's staying at the Chicago Trump Tower last week? Yeah. And then because it, it made me think of, and it's also I I want to express again how frustrating it is to even just be covering this as a topic, because when you're researching Donald Trump, you inevitably stumble upon things from when he was doing The Apprentice. Greatest show of all time. <laughs> like this. Did somebody just call down for a dog walking appointment? I always keep a dog biscuit on hand just in case the dog. Oh, oh my nice. God. Not so nice. Very good. He's, uh... I hope it's not a vicious dog. Hello, how are you? Oh my God. I'm here to walk your dog. We have a doggy okay. park at the hotel. Yes. And I'm going to take it I for a little die. walk. Thank you. Have a good time. I'll be back in a Thank few you. minutes. Thank you. Okay, good. He's walking a dog. Hey, sweetheart. Hey. By the way, he said it. Come on now. Call the dog it. Come on. We'll go over here. You take your dog, you go outside, it's freezing, and you walk around for a while, and it's not that easy, <laughs> okay? Be careful. It's not that easy. The fact that she trusted me with that dog was amazing. 
probably she shouldn't have. You piece of shit. <laughs> no one should have trusted you with a dog or the nuclear clothes. I mean, what the fuck happened? How did we let this man run the country? Yeah, it's kind of like uh, in Coming to America where he's like, I tied my shoes once. It was an <laughs> overrated experience. <laughs> no, no, it, it's, you know, what, you know, what, when you look back at these Apprentice clips, it's like, it's like this weird feeling of like, if he would have just stayed this guy, like, it's like the dark turn that this guy yeah. makes with this popularity. Because it's like, this is all likable enough. But then it's also about how, like, his audience that really buys into this just ignores all the dark turn stuff. Like, I mean, I was, yeah, I was even watching ignore Her- the Muslim ban. Yeah. I was watching like Herschel Walker's mistress, uh, not yeah, former mistress, you know, who, you know, the, the latest one that came out, that's like, he totally like made me get an abortion and threatened me. She's like, you know, I voted for Donald Trump twice, but I couldn't, you know, I had to speak out cause Herschel Walker's lying. Cause honesty matters. <laughs> And it's like, God bless her for coming out and telling her story and everything. But it's just like, there's this disconnect. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess the charisma of what we're seeing here was just so powerful. Oh, wait. Th- you yeah. you have to see this other clip. I'm not letting you get off easy. If I had to see this stuff, you do too, Justin. Here's the other. Here, talk about a charisma. So he did this whole thing on Apprentice, right? I guess it's pretty obvious now. Where he did, he did the work of the workers at the Trump Chicago Tower. Now we're going to go to the bathroom. So I can oh, get to, I'm not to into the, bathrooms, man. I don't know if I could ever do that <laughs> yes, job. Only sinks, right? Okay. Only sinks. First, spray the sink. Okay. He's washing okay. a sink. He's got teal gloves on. I like that. This is now... I like this job, man. Oh, then maybe you should come help me seconds. out the that time. Ten seconds. Was, that was it. That was it. That's the extent of the clip. He wiped it down with a sponge for ten seconds, and then they cut. I think he's kind of a germaphobe, right? I don't think yes. he, I don't think he, like he really wouldn't touch like a toilet ever. <laughs> I'm cleaning a toilet. It's, it's just oh. very funny that this guy is painted as the everyman, though. It's like I, I see oh, the of course. I see how this is fun and charismatic, but it's like a guy who's never cleaned his own toilet is like the fact that like the working class drifted towards this guy is so like to you know it's always going to be like one of the great mysteries. Don't you think it's like this idea of like, well, we could all be Trump. He somehow convinced everyone that it was attainable what he had. But yeah, I think they like I mean, I think we're in this weird moment now where we want everybody to be kind of one of us. And so now, like, if you look at who's getting elevated, right, like nobody like it's like we we start conspiracy theories about Bill Gates. But then we all watch and like applaud Elon Musk for his latest like meltdown. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think we actually want like a real like a real smart technocrat class of billionaires who want them to be all like insane. No. Yeah, we definitely don't. They they lack a certain amount of empathy, I think. Definitely. You know, I think there's definite problems there. Well, they, they also just don't have like class. Yeah. Which I think is sort of this interesting thing. Like, you know, if I were a billionaire, I would be ashamed to give the NCAA champions McDonald's. At the oh, House, God. You know what I mean? I would just. <laughs> well, I think, you know, money really just turns the volume up on who you are, actually. Right. It yeah. just turns the volume up really loud. And he is a garbage person, really, at the end of the day. I mean, he's never learned anything of value. He's just learned how to, like, grow money that he that was given to him and just like speak rich. He has literacy in, in the wealth. And that's like it. And that is enough in America for some reason. 
Yeah, but but like real finance guys probably can't take them really serious. That's what's so weird. Yeah, it's like this weird. I mean, maybe it's the greatness of America, right? That there's this like there's like real data analyst like rich guys that have like quietly have Monets in their like nicely decorated apartments and <laughs> things like that. And then there's like this guy who's just like he's almost like if Ricky Bobby had a billion dollars. I also think, yeah, there's a there's something about real estate too that lends itself to uh, like a, not as being sophisticated, maybe, or you don't have to be as sharp, or you just have to be more of a shark instead of like intellectually curious. Is that is that track? I think it's New York City area when the area is no longer declining that all you have to do is own something. It doesn't take a genius, right? It's like you're you just have to be the person at the gold rush. So it's like if I own literally any building in Manhattan post like 1990, then I should be a millionaire. Right. (laughs) And then even if you have to even be Manhattan at this point, if I own uh, a building that's on fire in the Bronx, I'm a multimillionaire. Jesus. Yeah. So there were a couple things that I wanted to get to from the complaint just just to like put a cherry on top of these things, because this is my favorite one. And it's uh uh, Trump's triplex apartment, his his three story apartment at the top of Trump Tower. And uh, between again, this is from the complaint between 2011 and 2015, the value of Mr. Trump's triplex incorporated into the statement of financial condition increased more than 400 percent from 80 million to 327 million. And it gets so much worse. So not only was he doing the appraisal scam, right, but he was doing this thing where the apartment was around 11,000 square feet, but he kept telling people and banks, Justin, that it was 33,000 square feet. That's not even – there's no – (laughs) what? So even when I hear 11,000 square feet, I don't believe there is an apartment that big. But 33,000 square feet, that's like, you know, it's, it's you know, I know it's not a good comparison. But, you know, to me, when somebody says I have a 30,000 square feet apartment, I'm like, is your apartment the World Trade Center? Like, that's like, <laughs> that's where my mind goes when when you have square footage that big. Yeah. It's, it, it's objectively, so you can't even be like, maybe there's like a super outside chance that you could just try to make an argument of the appraisal value based on a number of different things. But when you lie about physical math and measurements you could use a tape measure to qualify. And here's what was incredible. This is from the appraiser that went there in 2010. And normally when an appraiser comes to appraise your place, you're not there. They don't want you there. But Trump insisted on being there. And this is what the appraiser wrote in his uh, post-appointment report from the complaint. This was a unique appraisal appointment. Before the site visit, I was told there would be only 15 minutes to see the apartment. <laughs> see, 15 <laughs> minutes to see a three-story triplex. Okay. Mr. Yeah. Trump was home at the time of the appraisal and wanted to do the walkthrough himself. I was unable to see the master bedroom and Mrs. Trump's dressing room per request of Mr. Trump. Mrs. Trump was sleeping. Okay. Although I was able to spend slightly longer than the 15 minutes in the house, the appointment was conducted at a speed directed by Mr. Trump, and there was not ample time to take measurement while on site. Square footage was also not noted in the prior appraisal. Interesting. When Mr. Trump was asked the square footage, he said he was not sure, but it was somewhere between 25,000 and 30,000 square feet. (laughs) 
This seems high based on the walkthrough. Due to this confusion, the square footage used, 11,194, which was found on PropertyShark.com for the penthouse units, which were combined in 1986 to 1989 by Mr. Trump. The square footage was removed from the agent-client reports copies due to confusion noted above. Due to multiple methods of used to analyze the replacement costs noted above, I feel confident in the total replacement value. So even at the end, he was just like, yeah, it's fine. No big deal. It's so funny what rich people can get away with. Like, I have to, like, when I have an appraisal, I leave my house so yep. the person can go through it. And I'm yep. not even going to mention, like, uh, depending on who the appraiser is and things like that, I have to remove photos of myself in order to get, like, even the proper value. And this guy can go, through, yeah, and, they, and I give him, like, an hour and a half. You know, this guy is giving a 15-minute thing and saying somebody's sleeping. You can't go in there. I mean, it's ins- it violates every rule of the appraisal process. It's, it's amazing. And so you think about the way you measure the value of a piece of real estate, right? So he brought Forbes in when he was running for president in 2015. He took journalists from Forbes on a tour of the triplex. I remember reading this article at the time, and he wanted people to see that he had a $100 million penthouse. And he said at the time it was 33,000 square feet. So describing the tour a couple of years later, Forbes wrote, quote, during the presidential race, Donald Trump left the campaign trail to give Forbes a guided tour of his three-story Trump Tower penthouse, part of his decades-long crusade for a higher spot on our billionaire rankings. Mr. Trump bragged that people have called his Manhattan penthouse the best apartment ever built and emphasized its immense size, 33,000 square feet, and value, at least 200 million. I own the top three floors, the whole floor, times three. <laughs> Mr. Trump uh, uh, grossly one, two, invited. three. <laughs> so he kept pumping up this number. The supporting data from Mr. Trump's 2015 statement reported the value of Mr. Trump's triplex at $327 million in 2015, based on a price per square foot of $10,900 per square foot. Ten, what? A square foot, people, is one foot in a square. <laughs> I, I mean, it's even crazy. I mean, like, there are super rich things, but this is just dumb. <laughs> Yeah, this is dumb even among the super rich like stuff. Like, because I look at the super rich listings, I look at when the, a lot of these apartments go for sale, and it's just like this is so exaggerated. This is so exaggerated, and the rest of the building wasn't getting that price per square foot. The New York Times reported in 2018, and this is a quote from their article that was also in the complaint. They weren't even competitive against other luxury buildings in the city. Quote: Even at Trump Tower, where Mr. Trump has a triplex, sales peaked in 2013 with average prices at 3000 per square foot and yeah. have fallen since then. According to a real estate marketing consultant, sales are now running about 2000 a square foot. Not for nothing, by place in Brooklyn, 1000 a square foot. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> Yeah, the numbers don't even, I'm like, dude, <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure there's like a tower in Williamsburg that probably has more expensive square footage yeah. than, than like what he's trying to like. And it wasn't fancy. Off. You know, yeah. there was no doorman. We had nothing. <laughs> we didn't have anything of that. That's just New York City really. Like, you need to tell me that's it. That's all you, like, it, that's incredible that your luxury apartment 
has that low of a price per square foot, and then you think you can multiply that by what five, six? I mean, it's just incredible. It's yeah, it's it's the real money is the international sort of money, right? It's like well, they don't care about it; they just want to park money there. Yeah, and they're not giving tours. That's also another thing. It's like, dude, if I'm a Russian oligarch, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not. You, you're not coming. I'm not bringing Forbes into my building. In fact, I don't even really want you to know I live there, and I'm only there like two days a year or whatever. You know. By the way, I got a lot of respect for the billionaires that don't want to be in the news. Okay, just 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 stay away. Just stay out of the news. You want to keep you to yourself. Build some libraries. Yeah, yeah. Donate to charity. Do your thing. I realize that's like kind of crazy, but you know, it's like the when you make the money off of taking advantage of other people in this way, and you just try to influence, it's just it's so fucking gross. So, just to put a cherry on top, this is what Tish James is seeking as relief from the Trump organization, and will be suing. And there again, there's a grand jury that's been convened as of now for this case. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where it is now, but it's in process. Relief that we are seeking specifically, we are asking the court, again, to permanently bar Mr. Trump, Donald Trump, Eric Trump, Ivanka Trump, from serving as an officer or director in any corporation or similar business entity registered or licensed. In oh, I'm sure that's not uh, a lot of businesses. <laughs> <laughs> we are barring Mr. Trump and his organization from entering into any New York State commercial real estate acquisition for five years. We are barring Mr. Trump and the Trump Organization from applying for any loans from any financial institution registered with the New York Department of Financial Services. Oh, good thing all the banks are registered in Pittsburgh and not New York City, right? (laughs) So that'll be really interesting. I can't wait till he goes to the Community Bank of Omaha and tries to get a loan from them. Somebody there might give it to him. Like he's able to probably, you know. (laughs) Oh, Donald Trump. Hell yeah. Come on in. You're good for it. We are requiring Mr. Trump and the Trump Organization to, to disgorge the financial benefits obtained through the persistent fraudulent practices, an estimated baseline at the minimum of $250 million, and to appoint an independent monitor at the Trump Organization to oversee compliance, financial reporting, valuations, and disclosures to lenders, insurers, and tax authorities for no less than five years. We are requiring the Trump Organization to prepare on an annual basis for the next five years a gap, a generally accepted accounting practices compliant audited statement of financial condition showing Mr. Trump's net worth to be distributed to all the recipients of his prior statements of financial condition. To replace the so current trustees. So what does trustees, that mean? They were like, you got to revise all your numbers to the actual numbers, and then you have to resubmit them to all the banks you lied to and in which case your credit's going to go to shit, your loans are going to evaporate, and your net worth is going to plummet. So, <laughs> good night. Of the Donald J. Trump revocable trusts with new independent trustees or require similar independent governance if a new trust is created. And to permanently bar Alan Weisselberg and Jeffrey McConney from serving in the financial control of any New York corporation. And lastly, to cancel any certificate filed under and by virtue of the provisions of Section 130 of the General Business Law for the corporate entities named as defendants and any other entity controlled by or beneficially owned by Donald Trump, which participated in or benefited from the ongoing financial scheme. In other words, 
permanently prohibit any of these companies from doing business in the state the of New York. fucking death sentence. Corporate You're done death in New sentence. York. You're, You're done. done in New York, pal. What's great is Trump is such a hustler is that he'll say, I was done with New York anyway. Yep. And, and yep. then he'll turn it into... Like what's going to be awesome is watching Trump, the guy who wanted to be the ultimate New York guy, totally pivot his family into a Southern dynasty in Florida. I can't uh, wait till he's in Dallas. He's just going to post up there. Florida, yeah. maybe too. I guess. No, Florida, I, no, I, think, I think I think it's Florida. I think it's the most like the the state politically is turned towards his family. Like he could maybe get his kids into Florida into elected office down there in Florida. Yeah. I think it makes the the most sense, you know. It's like there, you know, it's the place that's going rightward. It's it's very funny. It's it's all very funny seeing all of this play out. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. And so that investigation is ongoing. We'll try to bring you updates as that goes. I kind of want to do it even a, a bigger dive into that, but I think we did plenty there. Um, but let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll dive into this general election uh, defense fund and the and the Save America pack. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Welcome back. September 22. It seems like every year in September something awful happens to Donald Trump, which is fantastic. <laughs> a federal grand jury in Washington is examining the formation and spending by a fundraising operation created by Donald Trump after his loss in the 2020 election as he was soliciting millions of dollars by baselessly asserting that the results had been marred by widespread voting fraud. So he sent out all of these emails to raise money. And a subpoenas went out for a grand jury, the contents of which were described to the New York Times. The Justice Department is interested in the inner workings of Save America PAC, Mr. Trump's main fundraising vehicle after the election. 
Several similar subpoenas were sent out on Wednesday to junior and mid-level aides who work for the White House and Mr. Trump's presidential campaign. So this organization he formed after the election. It's a different type of political action committee. And it brought in, at least at the time of this article, $135 million. We know it's well over $200 million at this point. $30 million of it was transferred from Mr. Trump's presidential campaign in the weeks after the election. So it spent like $36 million, but it has over $100 million left in the bank to do whatever it wants. It's supposed to fund other races. It's not supposed to be for his benefit. But the problem is these types of PACs that they did, it's a leadership political action committee. There's very little regulation around it as well. So he would send out emails. And this is, we all know what led up to this, right? You know, this all led up to January 6th. And he was sending emails up until the day of January, like hours before the, I'm going to call it a terrorist attack, on the Capitol and the insurrection is what everyone's calling it. So he ginned up that money by sending emails that said, we must defend the election from the left. One text signed by Trump and sent uh, to donors read, quote, I've activated a thousand percent offer for one hour to put America first. Step up and act now. So I guess that means he's going to match a thousand percent up from there. Which is a total lie. This is a complete lie. It's, I like that percentages. It always, it's not. It's not like we'll match fifty percent. It's like a thousand percent. It's like nobody offers numbers like this in any other. He's the only person that says numbers like this. It's just so it's, funny. And everyone's like, "Oh right, if I give a dollar, he's going to give a thousand. This is incredible." <laughs> A trillion dollar donation. Wow. Oh, my God. So here is um, so we found this this person. Uh, uh, CBS did a great interview with Ann Ravel. She's a digital deception project director at MapLight, an organization that focuses on how money corrupts politics. And she gives a little bit of insight on exactly what was kind of happening and how this political action committee is set up. So can, can we dive into some of the language being used? What does a so-called leadership political action committee actually do? And does it differ from any other type of PAC? It, it does in the sense that these were set up in 1978. And the whole purpose was for candidates to be able to have a commission, a committee that is totally separate from their own political committees. And they were intended to be used to advance their abilities by making friends, essentially, um, and giving money to other candidates. But the reality of what has happened with those PACs is that most of the money has not gone to other candidates. And in many cases, it goes to things, in fact, there was a, a recent um, filing with the FEC about the inordinate amount of money that goes for personal uses of the candidates. And personal use of campaign money for candidates <gasps> is illegal. Illegal? What? I did not know that. This is, I'm learning so much here, Justin. It's incredible. Whoever, the, all this money, you can't, you can't spend this money. So she goes on to talk about, sorry, were you going to say something? No, it's just, okay. uh, 
the fact that hardworking people sent this guy this money after he lost the uh, election too. It's like it, God, it's so much worse, dude. It's it's like we're talking about like grandmas and grandpas and like real people. You know, it's it's so fucking awful. I was wondering about these packs, and I'm glad Anne talked a little bit more about why this type of pack was used. So these uh, committees have essentially just created a lot of gray area. Is that is that accurate? Well, they certainly are not allowed to go for the political purposes of the um, candidate. So while the person is a candidate or in office, they are not allowed to utilize that money for their purposes. Um, But um, they can use it for other broader purposes, um, and many of them honestly use it for things like uh, going to golf courses and uh, fancy restaurants and the like. It's a, it's a really um, poorly defined uh, committee. And it's quite problematic. So wait, let me just be clear. This she's describing the the pack itself, not just what Trump was doing. So I want to be clear. Trump is definitely using this pack in an awful way. But this pack as an entity is awful. And I'm sure Democrats are abusing this. I'm sure other Republicans are abusing it. I'm sure there's a libertarian that probably got one of these packs as well. Like this is where we're at right now. And the and on top of this. The FEC, the Federal Election Committee, they, they are supposed to be able to regulate these things. But because when Trump got in office, they removed somebody there, there was no quorum on the board. So the people that are supposed to adjudicate these complaints or anything like that or even regulate how these PACs were spending money, they aren't even allowed to meet. And Ann Ravel was actually a former board member on the on the FEC. And so if you've you've basically neutered the entity that could regulate it, imagine doing insider trading when the SEC doesn't have the ability to regulate you. <laughs> it's awesome, man. Being yeah, just, so cool, dude. It's like we think it's one thing, right? We think it's just like, oh, it's like a pack. It's a scam. But it's actually a much more complex and insidious scam that speaks to like the systemic fraud that is just America at a, yeah. a certain degree. Yes, it becomes like the entire system. It's like it's like someone like Donald Trump can only be as blatant as he is in a system that protects people like him. Yeah. And enables him. So the January 6th committee brought this up. And this is how I kind of got wind of it and obviously all the articles and stuff about it. But they started doing some amazing work and they had an investigator that focused just on this case. And so they made a video that they played during the January 6th trial, and it is pretty incredible. So we're going to go through the video and and kind of like talk about it as we go here. And the person you're going to be hearing speaking is Amanda Wick. She's the senior investigative counsel for the January 6th committee. Between Election Day and January 6th, the Trump campaign sent millions of fundraising emails to Trump supporters, sometimes as many as 25 a day. The emails claimed the 25 emails per day and no one hit unsubscribe like they were into it (laughs) that much. Dude, it's so crazy. 25 people. What do you want to see emailed to you 25 times? Anything? I don't. I mean, nothing. Literally nothing. I don't want 25 emails like that. 
in my in my inbox. I don't want it. <laughs> the quote left wing mob was undermining the election, implored supporters to quote step up to protect the integrity. I'm glad no of the one election. took that out of context. Step up and protect. I'm glad no yeah. one got did anything weird about that. And encourage them to quote fight back. That too. Glad that didn't work. But as the select committee has demonstrated. The Trump campaign knew these claims of voter fraud were false, yet they continued to barrage small-dollar donors with emails, encouraging them to donate to something called the Official Election <laughs> Defense Fund. The select committee discovered no such fund existed. I don't believe there is actually a fund called the Election Defense Fund. Uh, that's Hannah Ald- Allred, a uh, former Trump campaign staffer speaking. It was just, yeah, it was just Donald Trump's Venmo. Yeah. <laughs> It's just going right to right to, right to the membership duel, dues at uh, Mar-a-Lago. This is yeah. another uh, Trump, Trump campaign staffer. Is it fair to say the election defense fund was another, is, I think we called it a marketing tactic? Yes. And tell us about these funds as marketing tactics. Uh, just the topic matter, uh, where money could potentially go to be, how money could potentially be used. Potentially be used. That's how they just casually talked about it. The claims that the election was stolen were so successful. President Trump and his allies raised $250 oh million, dollars, nearly $100 million in the first week after the election. On November 9th, 2020, President Trump created a separate entity called the Save America PAC. Most of the money raised went to this newly created PAC, not to election-related litigation. The select committee discovered that the Save America PAC made millions of dollars of contributions to pro-Trump organizations, including $1 million to Trump Chief of Staff Mark Meadows' Charitable Foundation, $1 million to the America First Policy Institute, a conservative organization which employs several former Trump administration officials, $204,857 to the Trump Hotel Collection, and over $5 million to Event Strategies, Inc., the company that ran President Trump's January 6th rally on the election. They financed their own insurrection and their own, like, it's like, imagine if you tried to, like, rob a bank. No, wait, what's a good example of this? It's so crazy. Like, these people spent their own money to fund this event that then they went to, and then now they're getting arrested and charged federally for yeah, he made people crowdfund their own national humiliation. Yeah, you crowdfunded your own prison sentence. Like, you got in there. You go fund me your way into prison. I, I, How does that work? How do you—he took their money. Oh, my God. Is this like a drink your milkshake kind of moment? Jesus Christ. All of us here today do not want to see our election victory stolen by emboldened radical left Democrats, which is what they're doing. <laughs> it's like Joe Biden. It's like the most yeah. centrist guy who's ever lived. <laughs> Joe Biden. They make it sound like we, they make it sound like we ran Lula from Brazil for president. It's so funny. <laughs> Lula. <laughs> Hey, everybody, just want to jump in here real quick. So sorry. We had some technical issues on my audio. So the rest of this episode, I will not sound as pristine as I normally do. So bear with us. The evidence developed by the select committee highlights how the Trump campaign aggressively pushed false election claims to fundraise, telling supporters it would be used to fight voter fraud that did not exist. The emails continued through January 6th, even as President Trump spoke on the ellipse. 30 minutes after the last fundraising email was sent, 
the Capitol was breached. Oh, wait, I like how they ended this video 30 minutes after the last email went out. Like these guys that were storming the Capitol that were, you know, these domestic terrorists were like, hey, hey did you see this email? Did everyone get to see it? <laughs> fine like i get it i get the timing it's like very you know it is instructive for like a legal case but come on no one's checking their fundraising emails while they were like had they were already set off it was already the, sh- the train had left the station well bernie sanders has been emailing me since like 2016 like nonstop. <laughs> so if i get another email from bernie sanders i might storm the capitol building looking for him yeah, exactly. thanks for that last bit of motivation <laughs> I like the chance of USA. It's, I mean, it's pro wrestling. It's pro wrestling. I mean, we talked about this, but it is, it, this is pure wrestling right here. It's just like, you're just chanting USA as you're undermining its core traditions at the Capitol building. <laughs> For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. The other thing that happened here was in that kind of pump up to the insurrection, um, Kim Guilfoyle, former wife of Gavin Newsom, I think that's important to always say, mm-hmm. and current uh, a beau or boo, and current boo of Donald Trump Jr. Uh, did a speech to get everyone pumped up. And... <laughs> She was paid money for this speech. I say she was paid money because any amount of money is strange to be paid for the speech she gave here. Um, And I I want us to go through this speech because it's really incredible. And Justin, I just want to share with you my goals in life because we're close now. 
I want you to know that I hope one day that we can help each other get paid for doing a speech like this. <laughs> for this, this little effort. Get up here. Does anybody know the great Kimberly Guilfoyle? <laughs> the great. <laughs> the great. We love her. She's been such a warrior. She's fought so hard. Take yes. it away, Kimberly. She's let Donald Trump Jr. inside of her. What a warrior. What has <laughs> she sacrificed for the cause? Well, good morning, D.C., and good morning, America. How do we feel this morning, and how much do we love President Trump? Well, we're feeling murderous and uh, a bit like a terrorist. How do you feel? <laughs> we feel like we're going to actually take some photos that are going to haunt us for the rest of our life in like an hour or two. <laughs> Here's the best news. Look at all of us out here. God-loving, freedom-loving, liberty-loving patriots that will not let them steal this election. Uh, you sure won't. President Trump has been the most transformative, impactful president this incredible country has ever seen. He is a great patriot that has fought <laughs> for the America First policies, for the American dream, for you and your families. Thank you, President Trump. He passed like one thing through she Congress. In <laughs> <laughs> like one term. I just like it when they say things that are just like on the face not true. It's like even if you like President Trump, you can't claim he's more transformative as a president than FDR. It's just like you're a maniac. <laughs> he, didn't do much. he didn't do anything. And we will continue to hold the line across this incredible country because we finally had a president in the White House that knows what it means to put America first, a president that understands what it means to have open schools, not open borders. First of all, put America first. I don't know. There was a guy named Harry Truman that really put America first. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Well, I just, yeah, or, or any, any of our other presidents, like so many of them, you know, like, you know, the Bushes and stuff, they have like a lifetime of service to the United States in yeah. one form or another. Like Bush Sr., you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a. Bush Sr., and the C he ran the CIA for crying out loud. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah, like, uh, or, you know, just all kinds of people. Yeah, Harry Truman. Yeah, I think I think I was I would say that I, I'd be pretty confident that Dwight D. Eisenhower put America first on more than one occasion. <laughs> yeah. Also, open schools, not open borders. Hmm. But except for hmm. except for they then also object to everything that's being taught in schools. They're like, but also no yeah. history or science class. <laughs> like, a close, a closed, open school, open a Trumpian school. Who yeah. restored the greatness of the American military? Who stands for veterans? Who stands for law enforcement and the American family? By the way, do you know how hard it is for us to not have the greatest military in the world? Yeah. We have over 800 foreign military bases. If you add up all of the military bases, all the other countries that have foreign military bases, do you know how much it is? 30. Yeah. 30 versus we would have to cut hundreds of foreign military bases to not be the greatest military in the world. And it's, it's also like... Donald Trump stands with law enforcement, except for anybody who's investigating him at any moment. <laughs>
<laughs> you know, one thing that's so funny is that Donald Trump literally made people like the FBI, yeah. which is the craziest fucking thing ever. Yeah. Let's trust the FBI. They've always been so good. They're stand-up people. And then you're like, well, how did we get here? How did this this guy is so awful? We're like, the FBI, they're the ones we really need to be trusting. Yeah, because, well, when you started, I mean, that's when people should have known something was going wrong when, like, you know, all of these, like, at best, center-right, like, career bureaucratic law enforcement officials were being called, like, liberal plants it's like oh when did the liberal like if you're a liberal you're like you should know something's wrong because you know there is no point where we took over the fbi (laughs) you're like dude that wasn't even actually something we thought we could even do yeah wait we could we could have been influencing the fbi this whole time james comey james comey is literally bible study put inside he's 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 agent van alden from boardwalk empire and And they're like trying to say this guy is some kind of hippie all of a sudden. I'm like, oh, Donald Trump did something real bad. He is the president that humiliated the Democratic machine in 2016 and turned the swamp upside down. And he will continue to fight for that dream. He will continue to save America. We will continue to stand for President Trump, stand with him and for this country. We will not allow. She doesn't understand that you have to work up to that tone, that if you just use it the entire she, speech, the whole time, then it's like you have like voice and modulation problems. Yeah. Like you don't know what she, tone of voice you're speaking in. There's no peaks and valleys here. It's just all 100, yeah. all closing, <laughs> all closing cadence talk right now. It's, a, it's like someone asking for change on the subway. They only have one cadence, you know? <laughs> I did not mean to disturb your day, please. Yeah, it's it's, it's the same cadence. The Democrats to steal our dream or steal our elections. No president has fought harder than President Trump and his incredible family, and it's been an honor to stand and fight alongside them. And we have a president that understands what it means to stand for the Second Amendment, for your rights, for the Constitution, to stand for life. Is the Second Amendment uh, really about the preservation of life? (laughs) It's like the most deadly invention in mankind's history. So funny. And it gives me great pleasure to be able to stand and fight throughout this country with one of the greatest Americans I have the pleasure to know, and that is Donald Trump Jr., the president's son. Let's give him a warm welcome, and let's show the president when he comes how much we love him. God bless America. God bless our president. And ladies and gentlemen, the best is yet to come. Oh, my God. I think Donald Trump Jr. is one of the best Americans. He's a real JFK profile in courage. I mean, (laughs) this guy has accomplished so much. I mean, when I think of, uh, well, there's a lot of accomplishments. Yeah, a lot of accomplishments. A lot of, you know, their their, uh, heroic service in. um, Absolutely. uh, He was a Marine. Who? Do you know Donald Trump Jr. was a Marine? Donald Trump 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 Oh, yeah. Um, no, he was oh, not. Okay. He was not a marine. Um, <laughs> he was. Uh, let's see. He could. He should have been something. Oh, I think he was a fraternity guy. He was in a frat. He's. Um, 
Uh, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, I just like I like I like a speech that's all hyperbole and like no examples. It's like I'll give it up for one of the greatest Americans. It's like Donald Trump Jr. Like how? How is Donald Trump Jr. one of the greatest Americans? Like I challenge anyone actually that's even a Trump supporter. Explain to me yeah. how Donald Trump Jr. is one of the greatest Americans. Like even even Donald uh, Trump wouldn't make that claim about Donald Trump Jr. No, definitely not. All right, so Justin. That speech, three minutes. Yeah. Okay. I know we stretched it out. We made that speech better. Yeah. Just by us being involved. Three minutes. Yes. How much would you want to get paid for that speech? Uh, for the that level of oratory, if I deliver yeah, that yeah, speech, yeah. that. If that we're tr- talking, I have a dream level of 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 oratory. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. More like I have a scream. Am I right? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, she. Uh, uh, this, there, you know, the Trumps are so self-dealing. So I have to think of like an egregious number uh, for that yeah, three minutes. To, she probably paid herself like they probably paid themselves like a million dollars for that, right? <laughs> well, close, but not not really close. But listen to this. You with Jake and other people afterwards that the committee has found information that Kimberly Guilfoyle was paid sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> speak at the rally on January 6th. $60,000 for a speech that was, what, three minutes? If that. If that, three minutes long. What have you heard over the last several hours since that revelation uh, about how people in Trump world feel about this? So I want to say two things about that. People in Trump world are sharing that clip. They are aghast that this is the amount of money that she got for a speech to introduce her boyfriend. Um, They they, they couldn't really get over. I had one one former uh, advisor say to me, essentially, these were folks who were raising money in small amounts from retirees, telling oh, them this was boy. going to some legal fight that didn't really happen, and instead, Kimberly <laughs> Guilfoyle's getting paid. But this is the whole ecosystem. So it's fine that some people are upset about this, but this is there's some level of this that often goes on around Trump, and it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. That's what I think is important to know, is that this shouldn't be a surprise. In fact, the way I think we've talked about it is that the fact that he is a liar, that he is a scammer, is almost a point in his favor that people are like well he's just smart enough to game the system that way yeah uh it's just what once a public once you have people that are so like activated just by keywords and you don't even have to give context for them and they'll give you their money that's what you get all she has to do is come out and say liberty patriot freedom uh, like a few times, and then it's just like, okay, we'll take all your money. And she just named your common enemies, and that's that's it. That's all it sort of requires, and that's the nature of the con. And it speaks even deeply. You know what it is? It's 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 like it's how con artists fa- like just have totally exploited the partisan divide in this country. Like Kimberly mm-hmm. Guilfoyle, someone who dated Gavin Newsom before Donald Trump Jr. now is giving that speech. It's like yep. these are people that don't believe in anything. They'll just use whatever language can sort of get them money or clout and things like that, you know. And this this whole fundraising thing hasn't stopped. He's now pivoted away from the election fraud thing to towards the midterms. Now we're recording this just after the midterm elections in 2022 here, which uh, was supposed to be a red wave, but anyone that Donald Trump supported <laughs> basically lost. Uh, and performed <laughs> terribly. <laughs> 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 
uh, it turns out like the Handmaiden's Tale is not a good political platform to run on when you're when you're trying to get a bigger coalition of people. Um, but uh, Sam Stein, uh, I saw a tweet that he did where he was, you know, some people are brave enough to subscribe to Donald Trump fundraising emails. I'm not one of those people, but he is. And he took a bunch of screenshots of a recent fundraising series of emails that he got and what happens when you click through. And Sam Stein's from Politico, and, and he, he tracked this. And what's happening now, right, is that uh, – What's happening right now is Reverend Raphael Warnock is going to be going into a runoff with Herschel, uh, be careful of that China Air Walker, uh, and he's, and they're fundraising. And also uh, Trump was, of course, fundraising for other candidates as well. So let me see if I can show you this, um, these images, Justin. Okay, so here's the first one. You can see that it says, uh, text, quote, save to 88022 to save America. And then the, the subject line is Nevada, period, Arizona, period, Georgia, period. And the fundraising email reads, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on election night was a great evening, and the fake news media, together with their partner in crime, the Democrats, are doing everything possible to play it down. Amazing job by some really fantastic candidates, and we're not done yet. There, There isn't one accurate thing in this entire first <laughs> sentence. Yeah, he's not, like, we crushed it. <laughs> and he, he also capitalized election night, which I don't understand at all. The, yeah, the, and that, that's like another thing that was always sort of interesting about the Trump presidency is like the misspellings and the random pronunciation, and then also the random use of all caps it's yeah. like it's like God. Like, how can you be persuaded by like this? Doesn't even look professional. You know what I mean? It does, well, also, it's it's poorly written. On election night was a great evening. That doesn't make any sense. Can I count on you, Caps, to show your support for Adam Laxalt uh, in Nevada? Lost Blake Masters in Arizona. Lost and Herschel <laughs> Walker in Georgia. Uh, so that's going to be a runoff. We're so close to winning back our Senate majority. I need you to push us over the top. Donate Senate, right now to proudly stand with us as we work to save America. Cannot win the Senate or, anymore. That has been decided. The Democrats. Yeah, they, they lost the Senate. Okay, so you click through, right? And it's got another image, you know, all three of these races. Uh, it says Nevada, Arizona, Georgia. All three of these races are still too close to call. They are still counting votes in Nevada, Arizona, and Georgia is going to a runoff. President Trump needs to know that he has your support to push us over the top. He's calling on you to donate to donate to the America Defense Fund. Again, completely fictional, not uh, an actual fund at all. Please rush in a donation immediately to the America Defense Fund and proudly stand with President Trump and our America First candidates. So here's the hilarious part. When you go to the screen, Justin, yeah. and it says <laughs> – do you want to donate, right? It pre-populates $100, okay? But the $100 is divided up between Save America Joint Fundraising Committee, Save America Joint Fundraising Committee, it written twice in one line. Yeah. And then the other one is Team Herschel, Inc. for Georgia Senate. And now the pre-populated amount for Trump, the Save America Joint Fundraising Committee, 
is ninety dollars, and the one for Herschel is ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so if you click all the way through, you give ninety to Trump and ten to Herschel, who's actually go, who has the only election that could possibly use money. Yeah. Uh, what a yeah. grift! What a grift! And and to even to even pre-populate anything with ninety dollars, you should be hitting the head with a steel chair for doing something like that. Yeah. Oh Lord, I, that killed me. That just got me so hard, man. I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe that he. It's it's almost like scammers. When I see you know you get like spam email or whatever, it's like it's really like that where they just like try to transparently rip you off. But even then. Even like a basic spammer has more taste than this. The the poor spelling even of it too <laughs> is like this is not even a very sophisticated operation, right? It's like did like did Trump write that email? Is he just he so he's firing off these emails? Maybe uh, yeah, maybe he's firing. I don't know. I because I because because that also means it's like what your staff can't spell either. That that's what I, I think is was kind of remarkable about the Trump administration. Like was just how many like sort of like incompetent people rose to these positions. It was like, hey, are you like verbally unable to communicate? Well, now you're White House press secretary. You know, and well, it's like, he what? like <laughs> had his like dessert chef, like you know, get it. He like hires within the organization. He like you know, yeah. Did, were you running the elevator? Then you now will be Secretary of State. <laughs> it was even, and then it was even like the most. Even people I would never hire to do anything were like you wouldn't believe how stupid it is in here. Like I yeah. knew once, once John Bolton was telling everybody how crazy it was at the white house, like you knew it was absolutely wild. Because <laughs> you know, like, you know, it's a, like honest and John Bolton, awful human being. One of my awful least dude. favorite, awful, awful, <laughs> so awful has admitted on television that he has taken part in overthrowing countries. And it was like bragging about it. He's yeah. a terrible guy. And when he goes in there and he basically is saying, you can't let me do my terrible, you're blocked. You're so stupid. You don't know how good at being terrible I am that you're blocking me from doing that. I was like, that's, that's, that's good data. That's a good, what, good no, point. Well, it's also, it's like his terribleness, like John Bolton's terribleness is that he had, he's an American supremacist, right? Yeah. But like, but that's also precisely why you should have been worried that he was worried because it's just like he's just like what's best for America is not even being thought about in this White House, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like okay that actually yeah it's like yeah I don't think America should stomp on the neck of any dissenting country in the world the way John Bolton yeah. does, but the idea of these people will sell this country out for four dollars is like equally is is disturbing right. So we know Trump and that fundraising whole debacle. Uh, that is still being investigated by the DOJ. We did talk as well about the Trump org and how they were pumping up all of their assets to make it. <clears throat> we know all about the Trump organization trial that was pumping up their assets. And that's a fraud trial that actually started on October 31st, 2022, just a couple weeks ago. And that is off to the races already. Susan Hoffinger told jurors, she's the uh, 
lawyer for the state. She told the jurors in her opening statement, Susan Hoffinger is the lawyer for the state, and she told jurors in her opening statement that, quote, this case is about greed and cheating. She called it a, quote, clever scheme and paid their already highly paid executives even more by cheating on their taxes. So, again, we normally don't uh, bring up the old tax evasion stuff here uh, because it's like, you know, the vulnerable people are really, you know, who is it? It's the federal government, and we don't really feel that bad for them. But when it adds to the context of a person like Trump and his family, I think it's really important to cover. And the level of fraud that he made allowed him to be put in a position of such power and such influence that he did take advantage of a lot of vulnerable people, namely all those Americans that ended up donating to his campaign. Yeah. And that's not so. even getting to the stiff contractors and no. uh, yeah, <laughs> the, and you're right. The, and pro- the tenants of probably as affordable housing projects and like, yeah, yeah, we're not even getting to any of that kind of stuff. You're, you're absolutely right. And, and we wanted to try to give you enough context on Trump as if you didn't already have enough context that he's a, a charlatan and a, a con artist and an awful human. But we want to focus on the campaign side of things and talk to you about that. There's yeah. obviously a whole slew of stuff we could have talked about as well. Uh, I do want to go back and maybe do Trump University again. Uh, deep dive into that maybe and, and try to talk to some people there. Was Trump steaks a fraud? Trump vodka? Were those or were those real and just Trump, bad business? Trump Trump Airlines? Like there's a lot of things we could kind of look into to see if whether they were just like bad businesses that failed or acts act, or some kind of grip. Trump no, I'll tell you what we could probably look into. Trump had like a public offering thing that i bet you is probably some kind of scam right yeah trump i think tried to take his company public at some point uh if i remember correctly then there was like the afl right the american football league there was that whole thing yeah usfl usfl right yeah, well, that's that's actually just another example of not fraud, bad business. Like Donald that's a Trump, bad business one? Okay. Yeah, he immediately tries to push the USFL to take on the NFL and then in turn ends up just like closing down the USFL when it actually <laughs> could have just existed as a competitor for some time. And then Trump is like, well, it was a loser. It was never going to do well, but it was actually doing well when it wasn't trying to directly compete with the NFL. No, it's but it's also another example of how Donald Trump, if he he's like whatever he money he has, he could have twice that. Because if he wouldn't have done that and he'd have kept, he'd have had a New York area football franchise in a major league, so it would have been worth uh, you know a couple billion dollars if he wouldn't have crashed the the entire league. What I'm really excited about following up on this fraud trial that Tish James is doing is finding out what his true net worth is. Because I think if it goes, if it breaks the right way, which I'm almost certainly it will because it's so blatantly obvious and the government hates it when you screw them over and you you don't pay them their money, that he's going to have to resubmit all of these current accurate appraisals to the banks. And they're going to be like, yeah, you don't get this credit line. You're not worth this much. Here's your actual bottom line when he files his taxes again. And so that's, that's going to be so exciting when he, we find out that he's not a multi multi billionaire and just like, I don't know, hundreds of millions of dollars. And he's just, you know, 
Kanye has more money than him. <laughs> yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it's four four or five hundred million dollars of actual money uh, with some with like a lot of like there's there's like assets. But then just like everything else, I think we'll find out how much of all this stuff is actually just debt that he's been moving around. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of the way that somebody – I can make it look like I'm a baller if I keep, you know, transferring balances on my maxed out credit cards. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and if he always has access to credit – based off of like a name and a brand or and like the trust or like his ability to like con or bully people or or increasingly as a political figure when they're trying to buy influence with you too right well man when i was in law school getting my student loans i bought a big screen tv and an xbox okay i was balling <laughs> yeah I'm still paying all that shit off though <laughs> or yeah. if you're or if you're paying zero taxes right and yeah. i would like to see i mean is he getting tax refunds yeah. Is he writing off so much stuff that he's getting tax refunds? I mean, there's like, there's all kinds of ways in which you, you know, yeah. that I, you know, I'm, well, I'm interested to see what the trial reveals too, but that will be his ultimate humiliation to say this guy's only a, a hundred millionaire. He's not, that he's not a billionaire at all. Well, I'd love for people to uh, send us an email, fraudsterslpn at gmail.com or join our discord. You can check out the link. The invite link is in our bio on social at fraudsterslpn on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, I, send us like, what, what is the next phase of Trump or the next fraud of Trump that you want us to cover? Because frankly, I don't want to do them ever again, but this felt appropriate to do. And I want the people to tell us what to do when it comes to Trump, because we'll do it for you. It's not for me. I just want you to know it's not for me. It's not for Justin. We don't like covering him. But if it if it entertains you, we will give you we will give you more Trump content. But let me just say it doesn't make us happy. This doesn't make my life better. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, you know who we will do it for? We'll do it for Ron DeSantis. If you're a Ron DeSantis <laughs> supporter, <laughs> send us an email. Because we, yeah, we, we found out with the abortion thing that we do have a couple of Republican listeners. Yeah, I got I got an email. Uh, so if you're a Ron DeSantis Republican and you want us to cover Trump more, we, we, we'll, we'll help. We'll help. <sighs> or maybe we will. I don't know. I kind of want to see. <laughs> Watching Donald Trump take down an, a, a major American political party single-handedly from the inside <laughs> is, is kind of like – it's kind of like I don't don't kind of don't want to look away from that, you know? Right, right, right. It is, you know, America will bounce back. Next week, we're going to dive into Ted Cruz and what he's been able to do in the Supreme Court because he got a case argued there that actually allows him to take out as much money as he wants, fund his campaign, and then get that loan paid back after the election. And so there's no limit on that. So it's really interesting. And we've got an incredible, incredible guest that's going to help us with it. We're going to talk to the Abe Lincoln's Top Hat Boys again on that. And then we're also going to have Lawrence Lessig, professor of Har from Harvard, former presidential candidate who ran to try to get the money out of politics and then said he would resign. I gave money to that. It's the one campaign I've donated to <laughs> is Lawrence Lessig. Uh, he's going to be on the show as well. I'm so excited for that interview for you guys all to hear that. He's such a smart guy. Uh, but yeah, make sure to hit us up on all the socials. I'm at Cena now at Justin underscore Williams underscore comedy. 
Uh, big thanks again to all the guests we've had on the Ephraim Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. This episode was produced by Carrie Budge, and this is a production of Zero Cool and The Last Podcast Network. We'll see you next time. that it's the call of the crave and when the crave calls you know what to do try the five dollar bacon bundle because the only thing better than a white castle slider is a white castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon so pick any two of either the bacon cheese slider 1921 bacon cheese slider or chicken bacon ranch slider and also get a small fry for just five dollars with the five dollar bacon bundle white castle follow your crave Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.